0: Ready now? Okay. Oh. We're ready? We're live? Okay. Hello, this is Anthony Pensa, and this is the Love of Wisdom podcast. Please follow me on Instagram at the Love Wisdom424. And today's a very special day. Um, today I have with me Aaron. And Aaron, um, t- to me, uh, today, Aaron and I are going to talk about uh, extraterrestrials. So we're going to talk about extraterrestrial philosophy or any, anything to do with extraterrestrials, particularly. Uh, Aaron's opinion, etc., and we're gonna talk into the depth of it, and we're gonna get to more information about um, the importance of extraterrestrials and what extraterrestrials do, and how they're important in our lives and why we should think about them. So, Aaron. Yes. <laughs> what's your What's your opinion on extraterrestrials? First off.
1: Well, my my basic opinion on extraterrestrials is I think that as since the past decade or two, people have become more accepting that they exist. Mm-hmm. I think people have also become more accepting the fact that, um, alien technologies um are something that is an actual thing. Um, there's been a lot of conspiracies having to do with um, people basically having uh, interactions with things that are of alien tech, mm-hmm. and I remember um, when I was a kid such such stories like that was just kind of ridiculous mm. Um, I mean, we were calling we are using terms like Martians and stuff like that some people that was their entire alien term it was right. just Martians now um we actually use extraterrestrials words like that mm-hmm. um and there's just new I guess normal things that weren't normal back then with just now concepts of just alien tech too
0: right because so when you talk about alien technology and you talk about you mentioned about extraterrestrials and about martians what do you think particularly is the importance of extraterrestrials towards human beings because when i think of extraterrestrials i always oftentimes think of um alternate life forms and many people get disassociated with well what is an extraterrestrial right what is a being that exists outside you know us as human beings because i think people fail to realize we oftentimes don't think about their necessities of um uh, Extraterrestrial life forms, out in within our universe, and the importance of what it does. Because, I oftentimes the reason why I say this is because oftentimes we don't realize how vast our universe is. And many people, a lot of skeptics, particularly in the philosophical community, would say there's no need to even debate or this isn't even a discussion. But what do you think in terms of extraterrestrials' uh, existence, their um, like philosophical implication in our lives? Like, why why would we need to learn about extraterrestrials and what is the importance of their existence?
1: Extraterrestrials just that whole concept is a very important concept um, because what that means is this is something that has the ability to shatter foundations of our previous ways of thinking and mm. history too, how we recorded history in the past. We don't know if some things had some alien interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, we only just went off of what we knew at the time right. and we filled in the blanks on our own. We may have completely missed certain things we may have ancient um archaeological feats that we thought belonged to certain civilizations that we thought were just far beyond our time that maybe had nothing to do with that it was just actually aliens right and just one little thing like that completely throws many other things off so it's definitely important
0: so to my listeners Uh, would you be willing to tell us uh, an interaction you had with extraterrestrials or would you be interested in talking about uh, extraterrestrials themselves what you think are the relevance of what they've taught you or what you've learned about them
1: yes um, I don't really share this topic with too many people um, just because I weird people out whenever I share this kind of stuff (laughs) Yeah, right Um, so I've had interactions with uh, ETs um, mostly uh, the gray type um, the gray type
0: can you describe them to me
1: yes there's different species of gray type okay um, most people when they think of the grays they're thinking of uh, something with a bigger oblong head mm. they have no pupils it's just one black right and, you know full almond eyepiece almond shaped eyes basically and they don't talk they uh, communicate in uh, a way that when they're looking at you they're you're somehow hearing their voice in their head mm-hmm.
0: like tele- telepathic uh, kinetic type communication right yeah some Something kind of, of
1: telepathy or intense empathy because you somehow are aware that they're able to hear what you're thinking in your head mm-hmm. and yet you can have no never have spoken to anyone in that kind of way and here you are you're able to converse back and forth and it's just natural so i don't fully understand how that works it's just i've experienced it right and it's definitely makes you know for a lot of other questions i think
0: well when it comes to aliens and you talk about extraterrestrials i i think about the notion of what extraterrestrials mean to the planet earth there's been documentaries about extraterrestrials aliens people call them right of um Ancient ancient civilizations like ancient aliens, for example There's some documentaries about um, other separate ones on YouTube But when you think about uh, aliens themselves, you think of extraterrestrials, you think about a superior being a superior An entity that exists beyond our comprehension or or even even on planet earth Like we see many examples of these beings that exist that have a higher intelligence that use energy and vibrations to communicate And yet understand things that we can never comprehend currently with our technology so I often wonder and I think to myself, what's, what's the relevance to extraterrestrials in my life? Like why, why would it, why would I even care about aliens existing, right? And you, and then I, I was thinking about this because I was reading a book, I was reading about Area 51 and I was thinking about the author's idea and the concept about seeing an extraterrestrial there. So then there is, there's information out there. There's governmental information. There's secret information that's held by government bodies and by individuals that aren't given to the public. And I it makes me wonder why people think about they talk about lies that they talk about their, their their journey and what it is that they want to accomplish and goal. But there's these beings, these entities that exist outside a realm of consciousness, and it makes me wonder. It makes me think, you know, what is the purpose of that, right? So, I, so then I'm really curious when you you tell me these stories. i I wanted to know like firsthand, uh, based on your knowledge and your experience on extraterrestrials, what it is that you think is relevant towards uh, philosophy, for example like my podcast why do you think why do you think people should care about extraterrestrials instead of going about their day and doing whatever it is that they care to do
1: I think they should care because the fact that you have these many stories from different people that clearly don't know each other Mm -hmm. and in all parts of the world um, that says that there's something there and it needs to be looked at and people need to not just brush it off because these are very deep things that unfound and just change the way you see many other things right um, I think uh, for what you were saying earlier with you know topics on like the government lying about some of this knowledge that people believe that they know about mm-hmm. I think that's something really good to point out right there like what why are they lying you know you exactly. that Exactly. And we don't know if they are, if they aren't, but mm-hmm. you should still look at that because if they are lying, then that's something that is going to change many other things too. Because for our government to lie or any government to lie about mm-hmm. such things, there has to be something very huge behind it because you don't, there's no reason to lie about something that has no effect on anything. So there's a lot of things connected to this that. I think people will definitely need to uh, challenge.
0: And what do you think are the things connected to these things that people need to challenge within their day-to-day lives?
1: I think people need to begin asking the question of what. What about possibilities that these beings are here because there's some connection to us, mm. and what if we weren't the first ones on this planet? Things like that. That's a very if, good point. What if? we already went further than the moon Mm -hmm. and we're actually farther in our space programs but we were just not told about that and that's maybe a part of why this lie is happening with the government is that we're having these visits because we're also interacting with aliens you know just not in a very uh, publicly announced you know um,
0: it's just not publicly
1: announced and uh there's secrets wanting to be kept about that you know right why right there just needs to be digging on that entire subject because there's evidence there there's there's smoke there so where's the fire
0: exactly that where there's smoke there's fire and that that fire leads to more evidence more information about extraterrestrials and it's it's interesting because of when you look at extraterrestrials, and even the idea of extraterrestrials, it's always a being that exists for another planet that comes to planet Earth. But we oftentimes don't think about what if extraterrestrials live amongst us, right? For like we were talking about earlier before about reptilians. Right? The reptilian race, is this race of, of reptilians that are six feet, seven feet tall, uh, reptilian skin. Right, Everyone's heard about the conspiracy of reptilians, but we don't know exactly what even exists in our, our planet. I was just reading an article today, or not today, sorry. Uh, actually, three weeks ago, about antarctica and about uh this jellyfish that was found recently and this jellyfish is supposed to it's it lives deep underneath the antarctic about like i think it's 500 600 meters beneath the surface and these team of explorers russian scientists had come and actually discovered it so they called it a uh, subject like 52 or some random arbitrary number and they they classified this this being but it was able to like uh to poison them, or it was able to disable their mind in the sense of the way they're doing things, by based on the touch and interaction of it, and it was so unknown, and so unique, right? And say, what what was the whole purpose of that? And, you know, what it is what is exactly what it, what, did, what exists underneath this planet? But not even just that. But when you think about extraterrestrials, there's so much government lies and conspiracies in these right, these famous uh, government cases that talk about these individuals and these people and all this information is classified I and mean, it's the government like even writes it as bogus another information right and i've even i've even personally even looked at for example the fbi's website and seen that one of the information one of the cases is classified yeah but it, it's strange when you look at it and you think about it because for me philosophy in particular with this podcast is to understand the deep meaning and purpose in life and not even just my own individual life but life itself right the universe the the cosmos and what exists within it and extraterrestrials is just part of that and the idea of right us being superior not exploring not seeing that is you know is ignorant and stupid by far and just to just to interact and even talk about the subject is is taboo for many people but I think if more people were exposed and more people would be able to see the relevance of knowing about extraterrestrial life and knowing about not even just uh, intelligent extraterrestrial life but any extraterrestrial life it would expose and expand their mind more. Ah, uh, would you be willing to talk about like any particular type of extraterrestrials, or like any more experiences or any more information in regards to uh, my listeners?
1: Yeah, I uh, I have a lot of information. Um, I think uh, some pieces I can share is. Uh, okay. My father worked uh, at top secret uh, clearance, which I don't know if it was top secret clearance, but it was high level, higher level. Uh, security clearance ok he worked at I believe it was the Edward field base he was working for NASA and uh, my father he uh, worked on a uh, project that was using um, allegedly uh, experimental uh, alien technology oh um, this was used on it was called uh, I think it's they were stealth jet fighters ok and one of the one of the things they were using from his alien tech, mm. um, and I don't know where they got the alien tech. I've heard that there's been other things more than just Roswell. Yeah, Roswell. Because Roswell well known one right. where we strip that apart. And then strip what out.
0: apart? Yeah. Strip what what apart exactly are you talking about? The crash the site there. All the information.
1: Allegedly, uh, crash UFO ship and beans. Oh. But anyways. Um so my father uh he uh described to me um how this uh the senior 71 looked like mm-hmm. and how one of the reasons why they were able to get it to go so fast is because it had this material on coated over the ship or the jet fighter okay. that as it got hotter it got stronger and that's one of the issues were having back in the days if you want if you go really really fast it gets really really hot
0: exactly the heat of the engine and the heat creates combustion it causes it causes the actual vibration so much on the vehicle itself to not fly or not or not necessarily fly but to overheat and cause uh issues with the actual plane similar similar to if you light energy Right, You light a fire somewhere, and that, that fire grows so big that it actually destroys the objects around there because they have to contain the heat. I'm not too familiar with the aerodynamics or the physics behind it, but I do know, based on what I've seen, based on flights and what I've read and learned about it, it's interesting to think about. And a lot of this technology, too. I was, I was learning, too, I was reading about an Air 51, this book, I don't know if you've read it, about this journalist, and she interviews, um, I believe it's close to 100, but a, a plethora of... Of Area 51 employees, ex employees, mm-hmm. military. And what she said was she had gone, and she interviewed one of these, uh, one of the uh, members of Area 51 who was, who was called in to work just randomly from a friend. So some friend of his walked up to him and said, Hey, would you be interested in getting a new job working for this company? And he said, Sure. So he decided to go in and work with the company. And he came and he got brought in to uh, the Area 51 site mm-hmm. in a black limousine. That was uh, shielded, and he was driving through the area. Yeah, and they were talking about like he was going through there, and it was all shielded. And as they were driving through, he was there. He they said she said that he was going through like a baseball field, going through uh secret locations that they didn't know that are marked various areas other than just Area Fifty One. There's other numbers within Area Fifty One that are mentioned. And as he got there, he came out of limousine, and she mentions that he walks out and he comes out and he, he's guided by two security guards that are dressed up in black kind of like the men in black but Let's the see. serious men in black ones that are or actually the real ones the real men in black <laughs> exactly and they escort him and they tell him to look forward and straight not to look straight any, in which direction he's walking down this corridor this hallway and they mention that um, he was sent there to reverse engineer right Do, reverse engineer an aircraft and various other aircrafts, and he was working on it he was a uh, uh I believe he was an engineer or some of uh, engineer physicist of both backgrounds, and what he did was he had gone and he reverse engineered some pieces for about a week but by the time he first got landed there, he had said they, the guards had told him not to move and stray, so he had gone straight, and there was like these prison walls where these entities these beings or these things were inside, yeah, and they had he had glanced just left and right just to see what was there, and he said as he turned, looked to the left, he saw a, you know what you mentioned this gray this foreign extraterrestrial, this alien, with, with almond-shaped eyes. It was short, about like four or five feet tall, slender hands, gray. And it was uh, fighting, and he noticed that immediately, and then the guard said, turn around, don't look that way. And he immediately sh- veered his vision towards the front, and he was guided and continued on. Now, I've only read a few chapters of this book, but from what I've read, it's very fascinating to think about the reality of Area 51, like what actually goes on in these government-issued uh, locations And even I even learning about this too I was watching a video on YouTube There's uh, At the White House During I believe it was the Reagan administration Ronald Reagan had mentioned to the world That if a foreign entity would come And uh, cause chaos or problems to the world Then the United States The people of the United States Would gather together And they would unite And then he said this And sometime afterwards Right Either in his administration Or sometime afterwards he had actually observed or excuse me there is a photograph of actual flying saucers of ufos above the white house yeah and I, it was very strange
1: i didn't i didn't learn about that story until actually like maybe six months ago or like oh. a year ago but yeah that I, that one's very like fascinating to me what you were talking about with area 51 mm. i've heard a lot of stories from other people who Come forth and talked about Area Fifty One, okay. saying that that's actually a thing that you're not allowed to ask questions. Exactly. And you're, you're not allowed to look around. And one guy. That I was able to confirm because he worked with my dad. Okay. Um, at. Edwards. Um. Who went to Area Fifty One on another project, said that they have this thing called. Uh, I, I think they're called the fuzzy goggles. <laughs> Goggles. but interesting. think of like ski goggles you put on and okay. what they do is they cut off your peripheral vision and um, it's insane. intended to do that so you're not able to um,
0: use your periphery they really just don't want people
1: own. getting more information other than what they're there to do for their job mm-hmm. and um, that's interesting um, I was telling you about the alien tech with my dad Right. have what he was telling what they were using the jet fighters they were also using alien fuel they are testing types of alien fuel
0: okay and um what exactly would this alien fuel consist of
1: I don't know he, he's no uh chemical scientist okay um but they were using it in a very um I don't want to say guerrilla type way they they were basically it would leak out of a jet fighter and okay. they had this they had this whole kind of thing built around just to get it to run off his fuel mm-hmm. but not you know uh, light on fire or something um, he was telling me that I would have there would be these two I think like F-15s I would escort it and um, this thing would go off it would be in the center between the two F-15s Okay. and as it's going it would just constantly leak Leak this fuel, but they weren't too concerned about um, how efficient that was because they were using this to just test and see if they could get something to work. So they could <coughs> transplant that right. into uh, was it was it like project. in a container
0: when the, the f-15s were coming and the they were, how was the object contained in between the f-15s?
1: Was, oh, it like it was it was its own jet fighter?
0: A jet fighter. Yes. In between the f-15s.
1: Yes. Wow, um,
0: what did it look like?
1: I can't remember if this was actually the SR-71 okay. or if it was one called uh, the X-31, X-31, which had to do with... Um, it was a joint American and German um, project, and like it was really weird because too. he showed me pictures of it, and it mm. had on uh, the top side of one of the wings had an American and German flag, which was very, very unusual to see. That's very strange. But... Um, this the X thirty one, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. X thirty or X thirty one, they were testing something called vector propulsion. So basically this thing could you know with your normal airplane or jet fighter, they turn. Right. What the X thirty did with it this tech that they were trying to put into it or test out, this thing could basically um had the ability to just hover to the side in a turning fashion and so when you're dog fighting you have this great advantage to just basically um you don't have to turn you can just kind of do these maneuvers
0: they can maneuver any which direction any which way right almost like deny yeah, the laws exactly. of physics way more control bending, bending the wing but hmm. i
1: have never heard of that anywhere and that, that was top secret stuff at the time and i've never heard of it ever being publicly announced there's rumors I've heard in recent stuff that from other leakers that that X-31 project, they were using that for, really? uh, for um, spacecraft they have in space. And they were just testing it out on jet craft so they could get these NASA and Edward, you know, these these
0: right this, this, these engineers this. to work on it for them, not know exactly. what they're actually working on. Right.
1: Once they perfected the tech they transplant it into their projects in their space programs. so they
0: they would use the experiments to transfer the information essentially what what they had known into the space programs secretly hiring engineers from various locations right just to just to work on the projects
1: yeah so it's, it's interesting crazy. because from what i learned with my dad um these jet fighters go were going way faster in the 80s than mm-hmm. what has still been publicly announced i i think it's been announced at sr 71 goes Mach 2 to Mach 5, maybe.
0: And how much is a Mach? Is it over a what? Do you remember like the Mach value? It's like a 1,000? I, I need to look it up. We need to look up the value of a Mach.
1: But it goes Mach... Let me see. It goes over Mach 11.
0: Let me look this up here.
1: Let me in see. actuality. And this was in the 80s. And okay. Mach, Mach 11 ridiculous.
0: in the 80s. And that's far, far superior compared to what it was originally. Cause I, I, do, I do know of airplanes that go about like Mach 8, Mach 9. But those really? are very there's there's a few that i've heard of that have gone uh, uh, like about four or five mocks that i remember looking about uh, for example the jet fighters many yeah. people are familiar with them all the various models that exist but uh like i i think about like i think about the idea of sound right and the idea of vibrations and being able to travel through through air and to actually experience these sensations and i really wonder really think about the technology that exists like I am I'm, I'm just thinking about what what it is exactly what would it be if we had extraterrestrials and those extraterrestrials came to us and they give us the technology and we'd actually see the technology and have them, right? And we the government and other people who are exposed to these things who know this information who don't tell the public about it and it gets leaked and exposed through various projects and through various locations, the this information oftentimes gets like black labeled or blacklisted. It's almost as if like even the information we're talking about, right? won't meet the public eyes simply no. because it's just information right on secret government projects and information even though we're just talking about it it almost seems like even this information would be right would be classified in the sense
1: well the other thing you have to think about too um, is and I tell like the listeners to think about is right everything we know about space is what our government what, what project are you know about? our NASA tells us exists out there mm-hmm. and you have to think about that because when there's secrets um, people coming out and saying that we're already interacting with aliens and we have alien technology and it, it it's gotta make you ask well you know are we actually being told the truth through our I space know. programs what is, the,
0: what is the truth and that's the other thing I because want to talk about because maybe that's a part
1: of why you know there's aliens visiting us you know and mm. you know maybe we've already been interacting with them or maybe there's there, there's a lot to just ask, basically.
0: Maybe there's just like an alien Bible or some foreign extraterrestrial information. So funny to say that, but what if there really is like some sort of Bible, like the Bible of that we universe, have today of, like, of everything that exists, totality of the, of the universe that has just been disregarded to human humankind because of how we are as, as beasts on this planet. But I I think about this because when you think about philosophy, particularly when you think about human, human nature, we we use philosophy to reason and to rationalize and to use through logic and through other means to understand the world around us. Yeah. And when you think about, uh, human philosophy, you think about human interaction, human nature, human state of being in which we as individuals and as humans uh, interact with each other and with ourselves and, uh, with the world around us and with the universe and we don't oftentimes think about the realization of rational... We don't rationalize in our mind, like, other entities, or other beings that exist. Because this universe is so vast in our understanding, and our wisdom, our knowledge. Um, for example, like, in the very beginning of philosophy, we talk about Heraclitus. We talk about Parmenides. We talk about all these pre-Socratics. And they thought that the beginning of the earth, the world, was air. They thought it was elements. They thought air, fire, earth, water, and wind. That created everything that existed. Mm-hmm. And now, hundreds of years, thousands of years since then... We already have technology that's so far advanced right even beyond even beyond most people's comprehension classified information of right extraterrestrials we have satellites we have cars we have cell phones we have all these things that didn't exist even 50 years ago even 100 years ago and we now we're in this state of mind where it's like we think to ourselves well how is it that you know we can live and we could do things and it's so important for us to realize and think about you know the no- notion of we as human beings are all connected, everything's connected the universe, the planet, the individuals, from the very smallest microorganisms to the very most largest massive supermassive black holes, or anything larger that exists within the universe that I can think of that exists, the cosmos right, or anything beyond that that we can comprehend exists for a reason mm. Mm-hmm and it's it's interesting to think about and it's i i also i often wanted to wonder too and think about what what's the importance you know like i mentioned this earlier about extraterrestrials but if you really think about it like what are if you saw an extraterrestrial today right if you and i saw an extraterrestrial a friend of mine saw anyone in this planet saw an extraterrestrial what would we do we have to restructure all society and humanity everything oh, would be That's re- completely true and we we would have to restructure the whole the whole system of our education system, right? Our universe, our planet, our government. These things would have to be, be brought out. It would create havoc.
1: Well, my, my whole thing on that too is... Yeah, what if that is... All those things are true. But the other thing too is... You know... Then we'd have to realize that this lie has been... There's people who've built professions... Off of just lies then. And the other thing that would come of that too is you know we'd all realize that they were lying to us for decades (laughs) and uh, you know we'd probably find out that we have some technology that could have cured so many just diseases that you know didn't have to even uh, be ongoing
0: and and even even your point that you're mentioning about the YouTuber I can't remember his name who's an ex-military man who's a surgeon He's talking about the technologies we have are so far advanced in the future that we've got from extraterrestrials that we could literally cure the earth and the planet and the disease within three days. Cancer can oh, go Emory away. Smith, I think. Right? Yeah. What's his name? Smith. I think his name is Emery Smith. Emery Smith. That's right. It is Emery. And Emery was talking about and thinking about the whole project of the terrestrials, extraterrestrials and seeing these and experiencing these. And people think, this. oh, this is science fiction. But why do places like Area 51 exist and what is it that people are hiding from us? You know, And then you think, okay. So these places exist, right? Yeah. Area 51, uh, the Pentagon, all these government, NSA, and we have all of these bodies that exist for our protection, quote unquote. But what is it exactly that they're protecting or is it that they're hiding things? Because I've known and I've experienced things. Uh, I'll give you another example. Like, my family grew up in a communist country. They came from Yugoslavia. And in that country... Uh, many people were for fearing for their lives, where Ceausescu was the was the uh, communist leader, and they didn't know what it is exactly that they wanted. The, these people were under uh, the impression that Ceausescu would give them uh, freedoms and give them what they wanted. So they voted for him in office. People loved him. He spoke all these glorious and uh, fantastical things for Romania and all of Yugoslavia at the time. People even loved right traveling. There was so much that was that could have been done, but it was all set for a lie. There's even stories in Yugoslavia where little children and adults would gather and they would make these elaborate dances and elaborate uh, bodies of reference that they had these like stadiums full of people. What?
1: Kim Jong-un.
0: And- Just like North Korea. It's yeah. the exact same thing. And then <laughs> after, his, after his regime had ended, right, the government had collapsed, then the Romanians had come and they had assassinated him in the streets and he died. And uh, there's a massive revolution that had occurred. Then after that, the government still is recovering, still to this day has recovered and try to move past that. But there's so many issues with that, with our government, just like with communism and other governments, where we don't know what it is that we're dealing with. We don't know exactly what the secrets are that are being held. And these government secrets, these bodies, these agencies that we hire, that we pay tax money for on a daily basis, our money goes to funding secret programs, extraterrestrial, etc. But just think about that. Just, and then, and then even, even the people listening here too, right? Like while you're listening to my podcast, all these agencies, all these government bodies are doing all sorts of legal and illegal things on a constant basis. And you know for what avail? You know, what, is, what is the whole purpose of it? Because if, if we are human beings and we live on this planet, and we seek and we desire peace, we just seek happiness, we just seek right? Some people seek destruction or love, uh, we have desires. Why is it that these things exist? why do why why is it that these things occur on a daily basis just like other issues but um i was going to ask you cuz i think this would be really important um for my viewers to hear is when you think of extraterrestrials right what do you think extraterrestrials are in reference to uh their abilities and with that how do you think their abilities uh, affect you know humanity itself and uh our understanding and our natures as, as beings that exist uh, within the universe
1: I think they're just people like you and me I think the best way to look at it is and from my experiences is we we see ourselves as above animals and plant life and insect life you got to look at it as how you see animals you know it's just not all dogs basically on the planet earth you've got the cats you've got Lines bears. It's the same thing when you go up one notch of evolution.
0: The evolutionary chain, like a hierarchical yeah, system, essentially?
1: So, so with, I guess, we're more conscious beings than our animals are. But it's the same for us. It's just, you know, we've only we only know ourselves. We don't get exposed to all the other species. And we don't get to. And just because we don't see and doesn't mean that, you know, it'd just be like finding a planet that just has nothing but dogs on it. Of course the dogs are going to think there's no other kind of animal life form other than just dogs. But, you know, there's a lot of things that come with that too. So let's go deeper and say um, if you were to just see all these animals put together, you would see some just think different because they're just completely different, it's just Brain set up you got cats more calculated more sensitive of their surroundings you have dogs exactly. more brutish they're just more um, in the moment you would see the same thing with alien life I guess we can call it I, I don't like calling it alien life. it's just people people mm. that aren't
0: human people that aren't human right the term yeah. extraterrestrial but it, it's funny you mentioned about animals and their consciousness that uh, the sense that uh, because recently one of the gorillas died there's a gorilla in the zoo. His mm-hmm. name was Coco, I believe. And it just died yesterday. It was in this, it died at 40 years of age. It was able to learn sign language. It was I able to communicate in sign fancy. language. And I was thinking about this. Like, wow, can you imagine? This is a gorilla. We're talking yeah. about from the wild, from Africa. Coming and communicating with sign language. And I was able to communicate. And even, even with the researchers are talking about, I was able to talk about things like, for example, I was able to use signs. And I was able to say... Uh, Oh, Coco lost cat and, and they communicate on a daily basis with his owner, and it never had once been exposed to human contact except for that one researcher. Mm-hmm. Now you think about a gorilla now think about a human being right our Our DNA is different to that of a gorilla, but it is similar in the sense that we were chimpanzees that ninety nine point eight percent. Our DNA is ninety nine repeat that ninety nine point eight percent identical to a chimpanzee. that's crazy. And yet we think that we're so superior, but we're like just like any other animal. We just have a consciousness. We can think more clearly. We're more, we're more rational. We're more emotional in a sense. That's even debatable. And the way we can communicate with other things and other entities. But then you think about, okay, what about other beings and other entities, right? Like there's been signs. There's been evidence supporting extraterrestrials. And what it is that these beings have existed in ancient time periods. And I like to read more and learn about the subject more but i think it's really important to take into consideration extraterrestrial life and what it does is there anything else that you'd like to add that you'd like to talk about in reference to extraterrestrials
1: i think that's just a good area to end it on i think um i just think people need to uh just look at it from a different angle and you know definitely ask more questions i think the one thing that i would basically push towards people to do is not look at aliens as something that's like uh above you because you know i think um a lot of them are just on the same level some are you know less capable than us but they have a technology that's far greater that doesn't mean they're more advanced biologically technology is not you know technology is just a tool and exactly. we tend to associate because something has bigger toys bigger right toys, my toys are bigger they're than better yours. than us and that's not true
0: <laughs> Like the 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 kid on the block, the the bully that yeah. is similar to that. The rich technology. guy who has
1: all the cool stuff, but you know he can be a complete idiot, you know. So it Many they're examples. just, they're, they're people just like us, I think, and um, I think there definitely are some that are brighter than us, but then there's are there's some out there that were brighter than them.
0: I agree. Now, um, I just wanna I wanna end this podcast. And I, wanna, I want my viewers to think about um, extraterrestrials and what we mentioned earlier. What is your purpose, right? This is just open-ended questions. What is your purpose in life when you think about extraterrestrials? Or what, are, what are extraterrestrials to you in your life? How do you see these extraterrestrials? And how, you know, with, with Aaron's example, when Aaron's talking about, what, is, what, is, what do you think extraterrestrials exist and how, do they use, how are they used in this world to benefit us? If they're real or they're not real, right? Do we have any evidence to support that? Um, thank you for following me on the Love of Wisdom podcast please follow me on Instagram at the Love of Wisdom 424 and my Facebook page Love of Wisdom Uh, Aaron if you'd like to uh, follow me too of course (laughs) and if you want to recommend your friends or anyone you know that would be interested in interviewing and talking about this further if any of you guys are interested in interviewing uh, other than you know Aaron Aaron uh, you're more than happy if you ever like to talk about anything in the future but if any of you guys are interested too uh, please contact me at my Facebook page, the Love Wisdom, and at my Instagram page, Love Wisdom four two four, for any live interviews, for anything related to philosophy, any topics, right, etc. Now, uh, yeah, we'll like to end there, and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for following me, Anthony, at the Love Wisdom podcast.